This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Ariel Helwani Basketball Show. It is great to be here with all of you, and it's great to have one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time. She is an absolute legend. She is the one and only Sue Bird, and honestly, I was in awe of her. Speaking to her just uh, earlier on Tuesday, I was kind of in awe of her in her presence. She is an absolute superstar. In case you don't know, you've obviously heard of Sue Bird, but let me just run down very quickly. And I did this in the interview as well, just to let her know that I knew what I was talking about. Five-time Olympic gold medalist, four-time WNBA champion with the Seattle Storm, two-time NCAA champion, of course, with UConn, four-time FIBA World Cup champion, five-time EuroLeague champion as well. She's, I mean, all over the record books in the WNBA, had an incredible career in Russia, great college career as well. An absolute legend. I mean, really one of the greatest of all time. Uh, You can make a very, very strong case. One of the best, if not the best, WNBA players of all time on the Mount Rushmore. And she recently retired. This is the first season since 2021 for the WNBA that she is not a part of the league. She played all her years with the Seattle Storm. As I mentioned, won four championships with them. And uh, this is her first year in retirement. And she uh, stopped by the program on behalf of Corona. She'll tell you all about what she's doing with Corona. We touched on a whole bunch of things, including watching her storm lose by 41 points in, uh, in their season opener, including her time with the Denver Nuggets and the Nuggets making it to the finals. LeBron James hinting at retirement talking about some uh, famous high school classmates of hers. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Her desire to be an NBA owner. I think she could be a great NBA analyst or WNBA analyst as well. She's great on the mic and has a great mind for the game. She's also a fellow Knicks fan. So we touch on all that and a whole lot more. Without further ado, here is my conversation with the one and only, the incomparable Super. Enjoy. 
What a big honor this is. I mean, this is gigantic stuff. It is an absolute pleasure to say hello to the one and only one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time. Dare I say one of the greatest female athletes of all time. Dare I say one of the greatest basketball players, period, of all time, regardless of gender. In case you don't know, five-time Olympic gold medalist, four-time WNBA champion, two-time NCAA champion, four-time FIBA World Cup champion, five-time EuroLeague champion amidst the other amazing things that she has accomplished. Did I get any, like, did I miss any? There's high school. High school. school. Yeah, you're right. It's okay. My bad, my bad. Uh, (laughs) This is tremendous. Thank you for the honor. It's a huge, huge deal to talk to you. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the lovely intro. Okay, so you are here on behalf of Corona. Could you tell us what you're doing with them? Um, well, I've been a partner with Corona now for a couple of years. And now that I've entered retirement, you know, they are all about that fine life. And so they're just, they're helping me and they're helping others by doing a little uh, sweepstakes to, to get a part of the, or be a part of the, the fine life, fine recliner. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, yes. There we go. The finer recliner. I knew I messed that up. Um, no, it's okay. Yeah, so it's just it's a, a fun way. Yeah, it is a mouthful, but it is a, a just a fun way to, I think, celebrate my career, to um, kind of give people a chance, fans a chance to to jump in the contest and actually get a chance at this recliner, which is, it's like souped up. It's a souped up recliner. So you can kick it, watch games. It's got a speaker in it, all the things. Okay. And uh, let me add to that beginning June 7th, through June 14th, sports fans can enter for a chance to win Sue's finer recliner simply by commenting on the at Corona USA's sweepstakes post with at Sue Bird 10. That's you on Instagram with hashtag Corona finer recliner and hashtag giveaway. Five winners will be randomly selected. So there you go. We're doing this together. Uh, sounds like a great thing and uh, very apropos considering you are now in retirement mode. Yeah, uh, I'm a spectator. Yes. A spectator. And I will get to that in a moment, but this is the first okay. time in 22 NBA seasons that you are not playing in the WNBA, excuse me. Um, it's, it's a surreal thing because you were such a fixture for so many years and you were just at your beloved Seattle Storms game against Las Vegas. I want to ask you about that in a moment, but is it, is it like a real thing? Does it feel real? Does it feel surreal? How is this like digesting inside of you not being a part of the season as it tips off? It feels, um, it actually feels, I was going to say great. That's going to make it sound, I'm just so at peace. So in in some ways it does feel great. Um, I really think back on my career and I know that I truly milked it. I got everything out of it that I could. It got everything out of me. I truly had nothing left. And I think I can, I can safely say that because going to the game that you brought up, you know, the Seattle Storms home opener, I just was happy to be there. I, I didn't. I didn't really like have any what ifs or I should have or I just was happy to be there. I felt nothing in in, in that way. So no FOMO, no like. Hmm, I, I mean, listen, they it. got blown out by forty, so let's just say yeah. it. Okay, say I think it was forty-one. Okay. Whatever. And okay. so, who's having FOMO on that? Um, right. <laughs> but you know, I think the the beauty of being in the building is I still get to be a part of something that, like you said, for for twenty-one seasons 21 years um you know i helped build i helped create you know culture and foundation and even though the team is is going to go through a rebuild because of all the talent they lost i could still see that existed you know i could still see the the ways in which the players played so 
sometimes, you know, franchises go through lulls. This is um, potentially going to be one for the storm, but I still feel like um, I'm a part of it in that way. Like my fingerprints will always be there. And so it was really nice to be in the building. And no FOMO, but any part of you, like when, when it's getting to like 35 points, 40 points, do you feel any guilt sitting there and not being able to help your your no. teammates, nothing, nothing. Okay. No, that's not how it works. All right. All right. So you're just completely <laughs> at peace. You're good to go. And the storm will pass, right? For Seattle, uh, pardon the pun. The will pass. It, it will pass. Okay. Um, and, and just curious, you know, I was listening to an interview um, with you just a few months ago. You were, This is January. So you were just getting into the retirement mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cover a lot of combat sports for a living. And you said that you were boxing and you were uh. loving you're boxing, you're going home, you're, you're practicing your, your moves and whatnot. How is the boxing training going? I don't know if I'm going home and practicing my moves, okay. but um, yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, I do, there's a class, a place here in Seattle called Rowdy Box. Um, a lot of people know the other franchise called Rumble. Um, so if you've ever taken one of those classes, it's like a little bit of boxing, a little bit of interval training. So it's just enough to make you feel like you're actually in the sport, but not too serious where anything is getting like thrown at you. Like nobody okay. is hitting me. That's I that's where I draw the line. That's where no I draw sparring the line. Of any kind? You're not no sparring. Okay. I have no desire. I just don't want to get hit. If anyone's ever uh, seen me play basketball, it's kind of how I play basketball too. Right, right. <laughs> uh, there's a big thing called like influencer boxing now with like the Paul brothers and whatnot. I was wondering if you were going to dip your toe. Oh, I was going to. Yeah. yeah, probably not. No. Probably not. But I really do enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. Sometimes I do um, part of my workouts. I'll do like the shadow boxing that you can get on like the Peloton app or whatever. Um, I really like it. It's it's hard. It's really hard. My back, I'm, I'm starting to have like back issues from all the twisting and turning. Uh, so it's good that you're staying in shape. Uh, have you picked up a basketball since your last game last year? Not in any serious way. I shot around for like a shoot I had to do recently. Um, I was with my nieces kind of farting around with them, but not in any kind of serious way. Where I, I have not, have, let me put it this way. I have not put on a pair of basketball shoes. Okay, wow. Do you think that will be a thing that you won't do for many, many years? Like, do you, do you think it's fully out of your system? Yeah, I do. I think um, the truth is, like, when I say I milked it, I mean, I don't think my body, in order to keep, in order to even be, like, eligible, like, physically for a WNBA season, the amount of work, the amount of workouts, just all the things I had to do to get my body to a place to continue to do that at, you know, age 39, 40, 41, it was another level. And now that I've kind of let go of all that, I don't work out in those ways anymore. It just physically, I'm not, I'm not really capable of like just running out there and playing pickup far too many injuries over the years. So because I can't do that and because I'm not going to work out hard enough in order to do that, I'm just just kind of chilling and I don't really, it's not something I miss. You're quite literally letting your hair down, which is interesting because I feel like throughout your playing career, you always had your hair back and now I always yeah. see you with your hair down. Is that almost symbolic of how you are feeling right now? You know, it, I, I didn't plan for it that way, but yeah, I do think there's a little bit of a symbolism there. Um, basketball in some ways was kind of like the North Star around everything that I did. You know, I just mentioned working out, but it could be like what I was eating, how much I was sleeping, all the things. And so I had to have my hair up for, for, for a lot of my, my career, you know? And I think I just got stuck and I just didn't want to think. All, basketball was the only thing I had like space for. And then once that kind of was off the table, I took that ponytail out. I started going, you know, rocking the natural curl. And, and here we are just letting it ride. 
Um, speaking of all that, uh, can we officially put 2024 Olympics to bed? Because I did see an interview where you were like, hmm, maybe it doesn't sound like there's any <laughs> part of you that wants any part of that. Absolutely not. I'd okay. like I said, I'm a listen, I've got a finer recliner. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna be a spectator with that as well. Okay. <laughs> uh, and shout out to the uh the, the finer recliner. Um by the way, uh just yesterday we're taping this on Tuesday afternoon, uh last night, the Denver Nuggets punched their ticket to the NBA Finals for the first time in their mm -hmm. franchise history. That's a franchise that you know a thing or two about. You worked in their front office for yep. several months, um, courtesy of one Tim Conley, who's now with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, but I'm wondering if you like feel a kinship, because, you know, Jokic was there, yeah. Murray was there. Were you, you know, like, does that, is that your squad because you, uh, you yeah. worked with them? Absolutely. Um, I, I worked with them for the 2018-19 season, and that was kind of that year really started things for them. I think that's when they were really putting people on notice. You know, that's when they kind of, I, I don't remember exactly how far they went in the playoffs. I think I want to say they lost to Portland that year in the playoffs, but that's when it was kind of like, this is like this team, like the Joker's real. Jamal is like coming into his own, like all those things. And just being around the front office guys at that time, you do, you feel like you're on the front office is its own version of a team. You know, and so even though Tim's not there anymore, um, I still keep in touch with him. We were actually just texting yesterday about Denver going to the finals. Um, but then there, there are other guys who are still there, like Cal is now the GM. You know, there's 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 other names I could throw at you that are still working in the front office. So it's, it's great to be connected to them in that way. And I'm so happy that they're in the finals. I'm so happy for them that they're in the finals. Uh, what exactly was your role in their front office? Uh, my technical title was a basketball operations associate you know okay. so whatever you think that does that's what i was doing okay uh did they work <laughs> you hard was it uh, no they were amazing it was basically a really cool opportunity a really unique chance for someone like me who was still playing um still very much focused on their career to just sit in meetings they let me do whatever I wanted to do. So if I wanted to, you know, go to a shoot around and kind of watch how the team was preparing for games, I could do that. Sit in those meetings, I could do that. For all the, I was more interested in the front office, to be honest. Like I, I, I'm a player. So it's like, I know how shoot arounds are. I know mm. how film goes. I know how like the strategy goes. So for me, it was more, I wanted to sit in on every meeting to see how they like put teams together. The, the, the conversations, the thought process. Um, and then they would send me out on the road every now and then, um, sometimes watch video on like, you know, I would watch video on G League guys to see like, oh, who, who should we give the two-way, you know, deal to, that kind of a thing. But the stuff I learned in those meetings, I mean, I took back with me to the WNBA. To this day, it's like, I, I still talk to, you know, people with the storm and, and things that I learned in Denver just naturally come up. All right, so you're not going to play anymore, but what about a front office job? Is that of interest? Um, maybe. We'll see. Front office, ownership. I'll throw it out there. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's interesting because your your former coach at UConn, Gino Oriema, said that uh, you're not going to be a coach or a front office person. He yeah. predicted that you're going to be an owner. So is that of greater interest to you than the other two roles, um, coach, front office? You want to own a team. I want to own a team, yeah. I feel like... The, uh, with, okay, so coaching would be the easiest. Not easy in terms of the job is actually what Joker said the other day. I, t mm. I couldn't, he said it perfectly. Yeah, he said <laughs> like, he doesn't want like that the job. job ever. Yeah, yeah. I have no interest. Right. Yeah, it would be the quote unquote easiest because it's what I know the most. So it'd be like the most natural. How about okay. that? Um, front office would, would, is interesting. It's intriguing. 
but it's still a lot of work. And these are like fireable jobs. Ownership, you can't get fired. <laughs> it's that, more my pace. Right. I mean, listen, we're on here for Corona, so I'm just going to keep bringing it up. But like, I feel like we know where my pace is now. Sure. You're chilling, I'm on, chilling the on my recliner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or the recliner. I'm drinking, yeah. I'm drinking some bevies. I've got a cooler. I've got a speaker. That's that's ownership to me. That's where I want to be. Uh, ownership for a WNBA team or NBA team? Or both? You both. Oh, wow. Okay. Why, why are we limiting me? That's true. That's a great point. Could you be the one to bring the NBA back to Seattle? Maybe. It's already in, that's already being talked about by so many people. Okay. Um, are but you yes, involved? I would love to be a part of any ownership group. Are you shocked that the Sonics haven't come back at this point? Yes and no. I mean, I think when you are, when I when you've been in the rooms that I've been in, you've kind of heard conversations about how difficult it is to get a franchise for a franchise to move. I mean, there's so many different things that have to happen. It takes so much time. So when you're kind of like have an understanding of that, no, I'm not that surprised. At the same time, given you know the ways in which this fan base has proven itself, the ways in which the city has proven itself as like. I mean, not just a viable, like a legitimate NBA franchise type city. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, but I also feel like Seattle, it's going to be the next one. Mm. I know there's talks of like Las Vegas. I feel like Seattle has to be one of the next ones. It just has to be. Uh, next one for the NBA. But as far as WNBA is concerned, uh, I'm a proud Canadian. Uh, oh, I, saw I, the, we were, I, I mean, come we on. Going. That was an incredible was scene, incredible. right? What is taking yeah. so long? And do you think it will happen in the next couple of years, a WNBA team in Canada? I do. I think that preseason game in Toronto that you're talking about, um, just Toronto was already on the map for the WNBA. I think there's just been like different conversations about it. People putting out there, but that was like, you know, the saying proofs in the pudding. That was it. That was Mm. the proof in the pudding. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I know Toronto's already on a short list of, of WNBA expansion options. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's the first, I mean, like I said, they proved it. They deserve it. More likely to happen first, a female head coach in the NBA or female general manager? Huh. Probably a head coach. Probably a head coach. Why is that? Because I feel like there already there's already been women who have interviewed. Becky Hammond mm-hmm. has already interviewed for head coaching spots. So that feels like it's like a little bit. I don't know that anybody has interviewed for a GM spot, have they? Mm, n- nothing that would be like that yeah. high maybe right. something else in the front office so i'm kind of sort of not splitting hairs but i'm kind of sort of like i get it that be what answers it for me sure Did, do you think <laughs> she gets that gig in the next five years if she wants it if she wants it yeah i do because i've actually talked about this it's interesting you know i think it's it's such a different life coaching in the WNBA, coaching in the nba um, to schedule. It's such a different life. And I think now that she's had the success she's had in the WNBA, she probably knows she can be, she probably be at the aces with the aces forever. Mm-hmm. She won a championship in year one, you know, she's already getting paid over a million. So it's like, that's pretty nice. And it's a, you know, five month season. So I could see how going back to the NBA, I'm just speaking for myself, sure. not for Becky, um, could be, could be like, wait a minute, life's kind of good over here. So I feel like it's going to be like what she wants for her career from like an ambition standpoint, a financial standpoint, what makes sense for her family. It's a big juggle now that she's tasted something else. 
And life is good for you. Obviously, you're in retirement, Corona, uh, find a recliner. Shout out to them. Hey. Just, just a, a few minutes left here with uh, Sue Bird. She's a very busy lady, but she's kind enough to join us. Uh, just last night, uh, another big name, you may have heard of him, LeBron James hinted at retirement. You don't actually believe this, right? Is this more him just saying like, guys, get your act together if you want me back? But he's not, he's not leaving before his son enters the league, right? I mean, LeBron's a smart guy. I just feel like there's always purpose, but behind the things he said, things he says. Um, so I'm sure there's like, you know, there's something happening there. But what I can also say is after my 2021 season, I ultimately retired after 2022, I said the same thing. And what happened was we had a little bit of a disappointing finish. Um, you know, I'd already kind of like, I'm obviously at the end of my career. So retirement's just like a natural kind of thought. And there's the emotion of the, of the situation. Like the season has just ended and whether you're an emotional person or not, it's just happening. It's just happening like in the backdrop of, of your thoughts and how you're feeling about things. And so you just kind of, it's like what he was feeling. So I don't put like too much into it, but I'm sure he's debating it. And then at the same time, he knows what he's doing. He's right. Yeah. By the way, um, you're chilling. I know you're you're good and ownership down the line, but uh, I think you're great as a basketball analyst. Like I think you're, you you speak very well. You, the way you break things down, like even there, that answer is just kind of refreshing. The usual yelling and stuff that we get on TV. Do you want to do more of that? I know you've dabbled a little bit, but do you want to be more of a fixture on TV? Um, maybe, maybe. Yeah. This, um, to be honest, this this year, once I retired, I picked up on something really quick. I was like, oh, people are leaving me alone. It's kind of like, oh, Sue just retired. Let's give her a minute. And I was just like, well, I'm never going to get this again. Like no one's ever going to just leave me alone again. So let me enjoy this. And so the way this past off season, well, women's basketball off season kind of played out for me, I ended up just not wanting to travel too much. I just wanted to kind of, like you said, chill, you know, I needed, I needed a finer recliner back in October, November, Um, but it's better for the summertime anyways. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to enjoy this time because I knew this particular year, it would never be this way again. Um, so that's why you didn't really see me on, you know, doing much TV or, or kind of like take those opportunities, but I miss it. I like talking about basketball. I like being a part of the game. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, um, I find my way back that way. What I loved about your game was, um, th- there's a lot of this right now. Like you are always going for like the hero shot, the three ball mid range, just, you know, get, get the high percentage shot. I know you're a Knicks fan. I'm yeah. a long time Knicks fan. And I have oh. to say it was some of the ugliest basketball that I've ever seen like God bless Julius Randle he did some great things but like come off the bench step back fall away three going from a tough shot to a tougher shot come on you have to admit like Jalen Brunson I would freaking you know I would walk in the middle of the street and take a bus for that guy but the 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 way they were doing with all those threes the chucking that must have driven you nuts right I mean that that is not good basketball so here's my take you got to start somewhere. Okay. And there's, I guess what I'm trying to say is very rarely, if ever, are there teams that are put together and in year one, they win a championship. It's just, or, or year one, they have crazy success. It just doesn't happen. There has to be, you have to go through the mud, but you also have to start somewhere. So for the Knicks, it's like, they finally are back in the playoffs. They're finally winning playoff series. They're advancing. They're doing, but it wasn't, they weren't going to go all the way to the finals. It was unlikely. Even if they beat the heat, 
I, I get it. It was going to be an Look easier Look at the Celtics path. now. They could have beaten those Celtics. I know. But it's like, it was just kind of unlikely. And mm. so, but what I'm seeing is, listen, I actually went to game one against the Heat. And, you know, if the Knicks hit like, you know, two more three-pointers, they win this game. It's very frustrating. But you see the framework. You see the foundation. And I'm sure in free agency, they're going to go out and get more shooters. And all they're, it's going to be plug and play because the foundation's already built. They don't have to do that part anymore. You know, okay. and like Tom Thibodeau teams are all all about grinding it out anyways. Okay. So that his fingerprint's gonna be on that too. But now it'll be plug and play. They'll get the players they need, and then they'll be, you know, they'll just be ready, they'll they'll hit the ground running next year. They don't have to establish right. or create the foundation. It's it's there. I appreciate the optimism very much. Yeah, listen, uh, it's all we have is next That fans. is yes, it's it all has we been have. a long couple decades. Uh, two <laughs> last very quick things. If it's Liberty Storm in the finals, who are you rooting for? I'm Storm till I become an owner of another team. No, okay. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, the Storm. No, I'm Storm till I die. The New York Liberty do have a special place in my heart because that was like my first WNBA team. That was the first team I saw play in person. Um, now, obviously, Brianna Stewart is on that team, so I'll always cheer for her. So it'll be like I'll be cheering for Stewie. I'll be cheering for, for Epiphany Prince, another longtime teammate, but I'll be wanting the Storm to win. Fair. And uh, lastly, what kind of a uh, student was Natalie Portman? <laughs> she was a grade younger than me. Ah, okay. Um, so you didn't. All right. So, same high school. Yeah, same high school. But you didn't really like rub shoulders. No, no, no. We, we no, we had a lot of mutual friends actually. Uh, oh. She was. We weren't in class together because she was. Very okay. Young. All right, but you did hang out. Yeah, we hung out. Yeah, shout out Natalie. Okay. She's uh she's in the ownership game. She owns Angel yes. City FC. See, everyone's doing it. Yeah, Maybe you could get all the Sayasa uh, kids. All the Sayasa kids are doing it. You could get Judd Apatow too, and you guys can be yeah. like a hey, three-headed. I, saw, uh, I actually met him for the first time like a month or two ago, and I it was one of those moments where I was like, "God, I do have to tell you this. I'm from Sayasset." I was like, and it really, I'm like, people tell me all the time I'm a third famous person after you and Natalie. Pisses me off. No, I'm joking. It doesn't piss me off. <laughs> Uh, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for doing this again, June 7th through the 14th on the Corona USA handle. Sweepstakes post was SueBird10 on Instagram. Hashtag Corona, final recliner, and hashtag giveaway. Five winners to get this uh, fancy recliner. All the best to you. Congratulations on an incredible career and enjoy retirement. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, there you have it. Come on. She'd be great on TV, right? She's dabbled a little bit, but she could be the next Doris Burke. She's amazing. I really enjoyed the conversation. I know it was a little shorter than usual. She only had, you know, X amount of time because she's uh, here on behalf of uh, Corona, but I enjoyed it very much. It's not every day that you could say that you uh, had a conversation with one of the greatest of all time. And um, yeah, I'd love to see her in the ring as well. I feel like she'd be tenacious out there. Uh, Very cool stuff with the Denver Nuggets and uh, very cool to hear that she has aspirations of being uh, an owner. WNBA, NBA owner, why not? She made a lot of money. She told 60 Minutes last year that early on in her WNBA career, she was making around like 60K. She went over to Russia to play for several years over there. She was making, she said, 10 times more over in Russia. They have a great appreciation for women's basketball in Europe. So she's she's made some good money over the course of her two-decade-plus career. And... Uh, and now she's living it up, reclining, chilling out. Good on you, Sue Bird. I'd love to see her on TV. I'd love to see her owning a team in the front office. Whatever she wants to do, she deserves it. New York legend, basketball legend, UConn legend, Seattle legend. I mean, 
what more can you say about the one and only Sue Bird? I appreciate everyone who's been uh, checking out the show, who's been supporting what we are doing over here. Thank you very much. Uh, we had a great conversation, speaking of EuroLeague basketball, with the CEO of the EuroLeague, one Marshall Glickman. That was last week. We've talked to the likes of Kristaps Porzingis and Bob Costas, Action Bronson, Mike Brown, Jason Williams, Harvey Ariton. It's been a nice little run for us. We've got some good ones coming up as well. So keep it locked. Please continue to download, rate, subscribe, review, comment, all those things and more. And we shall be back very soon for another edition of the program. Again, thank you to Sue Bird for her time. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to the team. I'm Ariel Hawani. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll talk to you next time.